Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown. <laughs> this is here with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Tim Thurber. Hello. <laughs> and this is State of Atlanta. We had some technical difficulties. I think we started the episode. <laughs> yeah. I think we started the episode and then there was a technical failure on my part. And so we're starting over again. You missed some uh me ranting about uh no, you missed you missed the best eight minutes of this podcast, frankly, <laughs> and we'll never get it back. We'll we just yes. won't ever get it. It's it's lost forever. Ryan, I need you to take a big swig of that PBR for everyone. <laughs> uh, for those of you who Cheers. weren't on the not live episode, um, I'm very hungover and I don't want a beer. But for you guys, I'm gonna drink one. So it's dedicated, and dedicated. Not, not David and Tim for the people listening right now. To the, to the dedicated fans you, you you are quite the uh i don't know now we've lost him fantastic this is gonna go great tonight <laughs> well what i was saying we won't get all into it but uh back. he's back we there's uh a, there's a giant spider on my wall i have to go kill it yeah oh, okay okay this is getting better better and better uh it's national bourbon day i'm drinking bourbon i also have beer that i cracked open in the first part and uh as always i have my trusty vodka so i may be hung over tomorrow ryan hmm. all right so, do it, do it. I will right, well, let's get into it. Uh, they, they made an announcement today uh, that single game tickets are going to be available for football starting on July 1st. And not that that's really something that really warrants a conversation, but I had some opinions about it. So I figured that we would talk about it. Are you guys cool with that? I think we have yeah. similar opinions, maybe. Uh, I, I really don't like when things are announced as going on sale. I'm like, uh, just put it on sale. It's not like it's a movie, like a, a blockbuster movie where everyone has to get prepared and, you know, reserve their tickets at the theater and everything. So that they're all there and you have this great blockbuster opening. Like, are we really going to be like trying to achieve some record for most, you know, day one single game ticket sales? I'm not going to shit on marketing. I mean, you know, we, we, we complain enough about a lack of marketing when they actually do get something out. I'm, I'm not going to complain about that, too. They are building up pent up demand for a new georgia state single day and ticket release just like an iphone That's yeah I mean, all those all those uh, unc and charlotte and coastal fans are kind of sitting there setting their clocks for you know, mid, midnight on uh july 1st set the alarms get up or you know just pull your phone up while you're at the bar and buy your single game tickets to georgia state it just makes no sense to me but that's Ryan, you're right it's not that big of a deal but it's just weird to me that we would delay the putting them on sale. just put them on sale also, people like us, we're going to talk about it. And, you know, that, that helps add to the hype. We would talk about them being available, right? All the other crap I'm going to say, I would say anyways. Yeah, but I wouldn't be crapping on them uh, being available. So, <laughs> yeah, Tim, you, uh, what was your take when you first saw the, the single game tickets going out there? Very affordable for the Sun Belt, right? You know, and then the other thing that stood out was North Carolina should be at least $41. That's it. Why forty one? Oh, so, yeah. So all the game, all the single game tickets are twenty bucks, with the exception of UNC, our first Power Five program. Makes sense. You're probably going to get a lot of Georgia State fans that come to that game and that game only. And then obviously UNC fans. I think that the state of Georgia has the highest number of UNC alums outside of the state of North Carolina or the the Carolinas in general. Uh, so yeah, you want to try to get as much money off of that, capitalize on that as possible. But the other team that is charging 40 bucks is the trash down south also makes sense to charge more for that one because apparently that's the reason why we stayed in the Sun Belt was to have this every other year boom in ticket revenue from having hosting the uh 
these guys in uh well, that's not uh, true i mean that that probably is our best attended um non-opening game right i mean every year year in and year out so or every other year in and year out but but what i would say is we should have instead of making it 40 dollars, we should have made it like 55 a cool, like a cool hundred or something you know because because like seriously i don't want them in it here but like we may as well make bank on the ones who show up so yeah i that was my initial thought as well ryan like you know really really capitalize on it and you know charge a hundred dollars that's my thought but then i thought you know what uh pettiness is the name of the game in this not a rivalry rivalry and so i'm like what if we actually made the price mean something like 3407 would be a good price for it because we beat them 3407 in their house and that's the worst loss uh in their school history at home or uh, 53 or 53 dollars because the record's five and three all time against them which is actually Not a bad. better one i like the 53 better 3407 though if we wanted to do it just perpetual forever just it's always 3407. how about 150 because suck it <laughs> Well, or do those things where like you can track the the you get the zip code off of uh or the address off the ip or whatever it is and it's like if it's outside of like metro atlanta no. then it are but then again there's so they got a bunch of fans here they live they live yeah. here they live here yeah but and I, the thing the thing is about 100 or 150 is like a bunch of their fans would buy that so yeah you know, well I, and i also thought you know but uh obviously if it's a uh if you're a pack member then it's 20 bucks same price for you know anybody else if it's a pack oh yeah because we already have their money we have the, the good money in the pack and so just uh let panther fans get that and if some trash down south member wants to join the pack just to be able to get a cheaper ticket so be it now, number. you're getting a phone call every single year from chris Silvia to ask you to why didn't you re <laughs> renew your panther club membership <laughs> every other year why didn't you renew <laughs> Why aren't you making those calls, David? Why is Chris making those calls? He gets paid to make those calls, and I do not. You're on the pack board. You should be making gotta, those calls. I do not get paid by the pack board. You should be I making mean, different we calls. Do get, we do get a couple of lists every year to make a, just a handful yeah. of calls. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Cool. But, yeah. I, know, I thought it'd be fun to have fun with the price. Like, you know, when they do uh, on the scoreboard, it says visitor instead of GS or... Uh, Mm -hmm. eagles or whatever I, I hope we keep doing that i don't know if we did that last time we had him here but i hope we keep that going on that's a yeah. good it's a good pettiness thing tds what they really should do <laughs> really should do but pettiness is the name of the game and i'm all blue all in <laughs> so i don't know what that means all paired together oh boy <laughs> Here do I. Uh, ben said he got there. Posted that he got the roster update from football, and uh, the one the one thing that stood out to me, other than the UConn kids not here yet, the UConn quarterback, but um, there's still no kicker. They're still shopping for a kicker. Yeah, we don't you have know, one. those are dime dozen these days. We don't need one. Well, it says that they're targeting one kid from. I guess he's at Minnesota right now, but he went to high school in uh, Fayette County here. Mm. Uh, but he's apparently deciding between us, the trash, and FCS schools, but. I just have, I, he said it said Stars Mill High School. And so I, I was like, all right, if you're listening where he went to school, I'm assuming he probably went to school in Georgia. So I looked that up and it's saw it in Fayette County. And I just happened to notice that the address was uh, 193 Panther Path. And that's really close to 1913, which is the year Georgia State was started. Yeah. Panther Path. I mean, so come on, uh, Michael Lance. It's You were destined from high school to go to Georgia State. Stars Mill's yeah. a um, big football powerhouse, I think. 
So. Oh, really? I think yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, my, my brief search of them, they only started high school. The, the school only started like in 97. Only 97. I, I went to high school in the 90s, so it seems like not that long ago, but I guess it was, you know, going on 30 years now. <laughs> That's all I had about football. <laughs> Um, I mean, in, in, uh, you know, Panthers in the NFL, NFL news, Will uh, Will Lutz is, uh, coming back. He was out for 11 months. Yeah. Yeah. He's no longer Saints. injured. Yeah. That's nice. I, did the saints find somebody else in uh, his absence and are they willing to trade him <laughs> for a, uh, young piece of trash from down South? The article I read said they played four kickers while he was gone, and you know none of them were quite as good as him. But yeah, yeah, it's well, unfortunate. Get out, man. Get out, dude. Get out. Yeah. Get out yeah. when you can. Yeah. Get out when you can. Get out of there. And talk a bunch of yeah. shit on your way out. Exactly. Talk yeah. about of trash. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, obviously, I want Will Lutz to have a a good career. I just don't like him to. I don't want to do it where he is now. Just pick any other team. You know, honestly, I don't care. If, if he wants to set all kinds of NFL records as the kicker for the Saints, that's fine, so long as the Saints are losing in all of these games. Yeah, definitely. So. Uh, boo. Oh, so some news that came out, uh, I think it was like uh, right after um, we recorded last week, was Charlie Cobb was on the, the Georgia State podcast, the Panther Insider podcast, and just kind of let it go that uh, the baseball softball complex has been funded. And they would have a timeline announced uh, by the end of the month, or not in the month, end of the uh, season, in the summer. So that's pretty awesome. I, we were, I, I was under the impression that this thing was still like going nowhere. Yep. I was I really to think it was going to be a, a kind of a multi-year delay of anything happening. So it's surprising and really nice news. Yeah, it felt like they had momentum, um, and and then they sort of promptly lost it. But I guess they just. We're very quiet about what was happening behind the scenes. So, yeah. go ahead, Tim. I uh, said, so David, if you're the one that listened to the uh, podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, no, I read that on the no. internet. Uh, yes, yeah, someone right. else listened, and yeah, they listened, so we don't have to. So it's uh, hearsay. We don't even know if it really happened. <laughs> Others have said they heard it too. <laughs> uh, but so, but <laughs> it's still hearsay. I guess it doesn't change the fact that it's still hearsay. Uh, yeah, we, you know, or we could just make it up. Conspiracy is true. Clearly, how long do you think it's going to build this? This is this has got to be like the, one of the easiest constructions you can possibly do. We already know that it can support people running around bases because it used to do that. And so, all you got to do is <laughs> what do you mean you support? Is, it's just the ground. What well, they always just wear weird. They it's do all kind of weird soil, all those soil tests and crap like that. Whenever they build anything and they dig big, whatever. I don't know how to build anything at all. I didn't go to tech um <laughs> <laughs> i would hope by uh 2020 they, they got it, you, gotta, you, you take you take some bulldozers you dig up all the asphalt you lay out some sod you build, build a sprinkler system in there for the field i don't know and then you throw some some seats up this this has got to be a, one of the quickest kind of things you can put together right yeah. i mean you gotta do the homage to hank aaron um like well right make that tasteful Obviously. You gotta be some effort there, obviously. But this should be this should be ready by what uh, the 2024 season. You know, we won't we won't get it if we're not getting announcements on timelines until the end of the summer. You know, you're probably not going to play there in 2023, but we should be able to be a play there in 2024, right? I mean, I would if hope not maybe 2023, maybe if if not 2023. I think I mean I think you're right. I mean, you're putting up some fences and pouring some concrete and 
planting some grass. Like it's not. Well, like you said, isn't, that, this isn't when I saw you on Sunday, like you said, we already have the big wall in the backyard. It's already built. You know, don't yeah, we already have a wall. That's right. Exactly. Well, yeah, all you need to do is done. build your sidelines and put some bleachers in a stand up there for Dave to sit in and call the games. All right, 2024. You're right. But that, that should really be the latest, I think. Dave it has to be the late, absolute latest is 2024. Dave, call, Dave calls ball games. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah cer- certain ones, you know, as long as they don't conflict with other things that are going on and right. it's, it tends to be the, the bigger matchups. But yeah, oh, that's Dave's, crazy. Called, Dave's called ball games before. I think yeah. it's like when, when the Clemsons come to Atlanta and stuff like that, he'll call those yeah. games. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully get better camera angles for the, the ESPN Plus broadcast. I think it'd be awesome. Also, I think we should call it the Hank. Well, we'll, we'll let that happen. We'll see. The Hank, we'll, Hank at Panther Park. I don't know. The just the Hank. Hank. You know, we, we call it we uh, Turner Field was called the Ted for all these years. We can call this the Hank. I like it. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not going terrible. to Hank. Not terrible. Not my worst idea. No. No, <laughs> well, definitely not. You've had some bad ones. <laughs> yeah, like starting a dirty podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're doing we're doing all right. Tonight was fun. You know. Oh boy. Well, we're 147 episodes in. We've had one episode that was completely corrupted and no one ever got to hear. And I don't have the original files of. I'm sure Ooh. that was going to be, that was probably like Emmy award winning stuff right there. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. It's got, all, for sure. it's got all the sauce in it. That for sure. So, yeah. You know, if I put a, an ounce of effort into actually the production value of this whole thing, then, and it didn't use my work computer to record it all, maybe he'd be doing a lot better. <laughs> you you've put effort you got us all microphones you know yeah that was, that was hey nice our patreon our patreon members got you guys got us all microphones that's true so, thank that's you patreon true. members yes yes um there was a spring meeting amongst the sunbelt uh i guess athletic directors stakeholders whoever they are uh, over the past week and they're adding a couple new sports to the conference what are they gonna add uh, I was trying to think of something funny really quick because I wasn't prepared. I was like, I don't galactic yeah. star ball or something. No. Uh, beach what? volleyball. Beach volleyball will become a sponsored sport at uh, within the Sun Belt, which we kind of knew was already happening with uh, us absorbing those Conference USA teams and Conference USA losing uh, the beach volleyball playing members. Uh, but then also women's swimming and diving, which was something we were supposed to start. And then RJ Henner made the shot and we filled in the pool and put up a, a practice basketball practice arena in. So uh, I guess that we'll probably not be one of the schools that are going to be sponsoring women's swimming and diving. Probably which, not. <laughs> probably which, not. Yeah. Yeah. They said that. They also, they said they're expiring field hockey. Did you guys know that we that the conference sponsored field hockey is a? I think I did, a, but I, I don't. I don't think about I, it very often. I could not tell you which teams were members of it, and I didn't care enough to look it up. And we're no longer going to. That's out. Correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, as a of the good 20- idea. 23 season for all for all three of those the beach volleyball so that, and swimming diving starting 2023 so was that men's or women's field hockey mm. okay so we're we're consolidating and expanding yeah we're adding adding probably i don't know yes we're adding two new sports and uh expiring one sport uh lafayette will host the 2023 softball championship okay whatever mm-hmm. Uh, they form strategic committees to develop basketball, baseball, and softball to make them better programs or something. I don't know. Which actually we'll talk about a little bit because there was an article, an interview with Keith Gill that I want to talk about where he talks about uh, what it's going to take to improve basketball across the conference. But uh, trying to increase the bowl opportunities for the 2022 season to try to get some uh, more bowl affiliations already right off the bat, which I think would be great. 
Yep. We have uh, a lot more teams, so you got to have more bowl affiliations. Yeah, exactly. You have you. We added bowl eligible quality teams. Like obviously, mm-hmm. JMU can't go to bowl, and in my opinion, will not get six wins this season, anyways. Uh, but yeah, Marshall and Southern Miss probably. You know, but I ODU I think was bowl eligible actually last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, gotta, we need, need some more opportunities. Got to sell the hype while it's hot, right? No yeah. one's played a game yet. Look at how hot the Sun Belt is this year. And plus, hey, with all these extra teams, we need a lot more bowl slots. Otherwise, we're going to continually have a discussion every December about who didn't get in. Right? I don't know. Yeah. There's so many. There's so many bowls though, and there's like across the board other conferences that don't have enough bowl eligible teams. Like hell, that our first bowl game ever was against a what a a, a five and seven team. I believe that's true. Was that San Jose? San, San, San Jose. Jose. I always, I know that it's San Jose State because my first thoughts always San Diego State, and then I remember yeah. no, it, it was not San Diego State. It was the other San Place State. San Diego State would have been a lot cooler. True, that's a long flight for them. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. I don't give a shit about the conference. I'm not a big fan of the Sun Belt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, just, what? You're not a fan of the Sun Belt? About it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it was something to talk. I was I was uh, scrambling to find things put together, and then stuff started showing up, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't even talk about that anymore." Uh, yeah, but the, so Keith Gill, yeah, he was interviewed by some uh, Daily News record dude, Shane Melt- Metlin. It's part one of a three-part series on improving basketball in the Sun Belt, and uh, I guess Keith Gill you know, grew up in the uh, the Carolinas over there, around I guess Tobacco Road and everything, and went to Duke and is a big basketball fan and really wants to expand. The Sun Belt uh, to have become a multi-bid conference. Uh, fun fact or question for you guys: The last time the Sun Belt had two teams in the NCAA basketball tournament was in 2013. I was gonna say can 2013. You, can you name the two teams that made it? Uh, Lafayette and Texas State. I don't know. Was uh, Texas State in the Sun Belt back then? I don't even know. Um, Lafayette and Troy State. And <laughs> Troy State. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. Oh close. yeah, that We're makes sense. Really close. That, yeah, that yeah makes it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, so which which is interesting to me when Keith Gill says he's committed to making this a multi bid conference, and we obviously in the expansion we wanted to add Southern Miss and Marshall from Conference USA, uh, and then we kind of got strong armed into adding ODU and JMU. If we truly were wanted to be a multi bid conference, why would you not go back for Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky? I know that they. <clears throat> turned their backs on the conference or whatever and left to go to conference USA. But you know what? Hell, that was, that was the best thing for them to do at that time. I, I really don't fault them mm-hmm. for that. Yep. And there's really no need to be petty. Uh, except for when it comes to the price of uh, tickets against trash down South. Well, anything inside. about TDS, we should exactly. be petty, but that's different. Yes. That's not the same thing. Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky are not TDS and we don't treat them as such. Yeah, Western Kentucky was actually a, a team that I was excited to play. Me too. When we yeah. when we were joined the Sun Belt, because I could always go to a Bourbon Trail trip every other year. But but also, I mean, they were one of the only teams that we knew would be a year in year out challenge to us. You know, right, right. Yeah. So. They were picked up for that first hoops uh, game. I remember it was like in December or something, right? We went there and we beat them. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, yeah. Uh, our first year in the conference. Like so, our first year in Sun Belt was you know obviously uh, their last year in conference, and that was one of the big games. We went up there and we uh, we beat. And I want to say we beat them handedly. It was a game yeah. where it wasn't it wasn't like a 
a close game. It was it wasn't even a game where Coach Hunter got a big lead and then we saw it squandered away. We got onto it and we held onto it. Got onto it and held onto we it. We pulled a non-Georgia State. A non-Georgia State, yeah. <laughs> we led the entire game and didn't relinquish the lead or getting close to it. It was weird. I remember that yeah. watching that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember watching the game specifically, but I, that game stands out in my mind for sure. For sure. Uh, let's see. You make a good uh, point there, though, wanting them back in the conference. I mean, I feel like their football programs have kind of gone downhill a little bit since joining, you know. Yeah, Western Kentucky cannot, cannot beat us in a bowl game. And that, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so exactly. I think that, you know, if, if we truly wanted to get to be better in basketball, adding those two schools would have made a lot more sense than adding ODU and promoting up JMU. Yep, definitely. She's stirring up ODU and JMU. I love it. Although that being said, if we did not take ODU and JMU, uh, would Marshall still have come? Because they kind of, that was their big thing is wanting this East Coast kind of dilly deal. Uh, but you know, Southern Miss was already coming. They were, they were already in. So they're ready to know. bolt out of that shithole as a founding member too. You know, so, I think so all, to... all of them, all of them were, I mean, CUSA just went to, went to hell, man. Uh, they get out of there. Yeah. Right away. I got it. I've got a comment about how bad Conference USA has come uh, in another a part I want to talk about later, a little bit later on. Uh, let's do you, see, what you else? Pre-plant? You scripted this for you? It's scripted. Not nice. scripted, but no, you, you said something, and I was like, hey, I wrote something down about that before, so I wish you talk right. about it. All right. Go, like, go ahead, Tim. No, I was going to say for Southern Miss, I thought I saw some post about, like, within an hour of them finishing their NCAA regional game, they ripped off the Conference USA logo. <laughs> You know, as much, I think they actually may enjoy being in the <laughs> Sun Belt funny. as much as I don't <laughs> like being in the Sun Belt. <laughs> I mean, but, the fact that they went out of their way to rip that off of their baseball stadium within an hour of the game finishing, it's like they could wait to get out. Right. Yeah. I, I will say that having Southern Miss and Marshall specifically in the conference makes me feel a slightly like a, a tick mark more interest in being in this conference How but that positive comment about the sunbelt from you but then but then having odu and jmu just has me go down two more tick marks so i've lost that interest uh what else was there oh so yeah this article they talk about all this kind of stuff that there are all these factors about what makes a better uh conference in basketball but all i really wanted to talk about at least in this first part was the financial investment it's all money and i'm like all right there's so many other things you could possibly do to improve the quality of basketball uh, in the conference overall and your money is the hardest one to come by because you got to get it from somewhere. And at least for Georgia state, how the hell are you going to work for it when you have people that don't want to do that? They that at least being, acknowledge, acknowledge that like money is a chicken and egg problem where like you, you get the money by winning and then, but you need the money to win. And so it's like Ryan doing his research and reading the article. I, I, you know what? I read like the first quarter of it and, and it was really boring. So I did stop. <laughs> well, it's so like obviously I don't care about the conference. I just want Georgia State to do be so good in so good at basketball that even if we somehow slip up and lose the conference tournament, we're still a a, a bid team. Yep. 
in the, in the tournament. So I, I, I really don't care if the rest of the schools do anything to improve about themselves to be better. So long but that, as the only way that, that happens is if they do that, because our strength of schedule matters. So they have to be well, better. We can, we can control the first half of our schedule, the first you know, quarter, first 10th oh. of our schedule by playing that, that with the out of conference schedule and you know, scheduling better teams, uh, and beating them. We've actually put together some pretty good schedules of, of away opponents. Mm-hmm. Our home opponents are obviously horrible. Correct. We, we need to beat the teams them. and we need to schedule better teams and get rid of the division two, division three, the, the Carver Bible colleges, the uh, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees university or whatever it is. <laughs> Got to get rid of those. Yeah, that was, we, thing, we huh? could, we could be better. Crystal we, Lake. Okay. We, we, we could be better at, we could get our, do ourselves a better schedule on our own. We don't need the conference to enforce or do anything. We could do that by ourselves. Georgia State needs to do what Georgia State needs to do to make them the best basketball program they can be. And scheduling is something that's really simple. And my, I know the coaches have had problems scheduling, but let's not schedule Carver Bible and but Jason. It's Voorhees. also it's, it's also built in though. So if they're doing better, then our strength of schedule gets better. We just keep on beating them anyway, and we're we're better. We're better off but, for yeah, it. Yeah, so. that's fine. Let, let let them do. I'm, I'm saying that let's not stop them from getting better. But like, I, I'm not. I don't well, really I don't care about it. Do that. I mean, so the the commissioner is just really ensuring that a we get in the tournament every year, and b we have at least a better seed when we get in. That's it. Well, Tim, Tim, we it's get in the us. tournament every it's year. All about us. So. <laughs> That's not been the say, problem. There, it was fun reading any kind of article where they're saying positive things about us because you know you read so many negative things about us about us from ourselves, and they the words were said. Georgia State has set the standard. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, they they talk about building the new convocation center, and yeah, we're putting said, money in. We're paying paying our coaches. They say, well, yeah, we, uh, Lanier was paid five hundred seventy five thousand, and uh, which is three hundred thousand more than the average Sunbelt Yikes. coach. Wow. Yeah, with that salary, you should be in every year at a higher seed, right? So yeah, so that means that the the average coach is 275 which means there's plenty of coaches down there in the the sub twos i guess right yeah down there at southern most likely i bet monroe really drags that average down i bet they pay him like 50k <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and, and, you get, and you get and you get to stay in the trailer on the uh right outside the the court and you get to drive the team bus as a, as a company car <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, except for thing else, I saw that I guess I saw Coach Hayes's pay uh, salary was five hundred thousand. I don't I don't know how much I, either of these are to be believed. But uh, so I guess we're saving seventy five thousand dollars this year on hiring Coach Hayes. Mm, I mean, we're sure the five hundred seventy five was like base plus bonus or just. Five seventy five is probably plus winning conference championship going to, to NCAA. Um, yeah, because there, there there are are a lot of incentives in there. Um, yeah. winning the conference, winning the conference tournament, right? Right. Well, being regular season champ, which we were not, but uh, we didn't need that anyway. There was something that came out just right before we came on that I scribbled some notes down. There was an FBS fan survey, or fan bass survey, as I hastily wrote it. Uh, we kind of went through and just look look how big the fan bases were across all 130. Uh, FBS programs and how the conferences uh, compared out and everything. And there's a lot more digging. I may talk about it more next week. I'm not sure, but uh, some belt as far as uh, 
fan bases go, was third of the G5 programs behind uh, uh, Mountain West and American. Mountain West being ahead of American, actually. Uh, wow. They did, they, but they did base this off of all the realignment as if it had already happened. So that wow. means American had already lost you know, UCF and Cincy and Houston right. and pulled up to CSU conference USA schools. Uh, funny thing was after CSU, CSU USA had been raided by us and uh, the American, their notes on conference USA was that there was not enough data to make it relevant to talk <laughs> about them as a conference. <laughs> well, so was there any information about like how they define a fan? You know, I mean, they base it off, and I'm gonna. There's some more stuff about this, and th this is probably a whole bunch of just hogwash, and probably not. There's one statement I'm gonna say that probably you're gonna be like, "This is all BS," um, and it doesn't really look well on us. It, sa it says it comes from 2011, 2014, and 2019 New York New York Times studies. So I guess basing off information they they uh, collected over those years, but uh, within the Sun Belt, out of the 14 teams, adding all the new schools in. JMU being last place because it wasn't there's no information because they were FCS so right no mm -hmm. idea about them they, they could be bigger they could be smaller who knows we were uh, FCS for portions of that study right. right yeah yeah, yeah. and they, they they have uh Georgia State and the trash down south tied for 10th place in the Sun Belt uh for 800,000 fans each all right so take so that suckers a really loose interpretation of fan I'm like, you know, I, I don't know how they figure out all this kind of stuff out. And obviously, diehard Georgia State fan, uh, no other reason we'd be doing this if we all three weren't. But it's kind of hard to believe there's just as many Georgia State fans as there are the Trash Down South. And it makes me really wonder, was this, when they were compiling this information, oh, did these no. people not know which team they were talking about? <laughs> They're the same thing. They're they tired of the each end, other. And they were just like, eh. Just leave it. <laughs> exactly. No one, we no saw one a cares. G, we saw an S. There was a U in there somewhere. Probably the same team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take it though. I think it's hilarious. I, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't think we have I would have been surprised if we rated rated highly on that. You know, like I expected oh, a, little, a lower number. Um, I would have expected them to have a bit higher of a number, and I think it's hilarious that they have an equal number. I think right. That is so it's kind of like hilarious. Head scratcher for us, but it really probably you know, pisses them off completely. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. The pettiness well, kicks in immediately, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. They have to be super obsessed with this article, then, if it's posted on Twitter. Who do you think, who would you think has, out of, out of the 14 Sunbelt schools, would have the largest fan base? Marshall. I know Appy. who I would think. Appy, is what you say? That's what I would Marshall. say. What would you? Marshall? Okay, yeah. Uh, Southern Miss came in number one. Oh yeah, good good point. They are pretty big. Yeah, I I think um so for for um TDS and Appy they were FCS for even longer in that period, and so I wonder if there's only like one year of data in there for them or something. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I know, but that Troy Troy was tied with Appy for number two. All right. Wow. Well, I was close. I would not have expected Troy to be tied tied with them. Yeah, the Troy thing really surprised me. Like being that high up, and then like with Appy, like I just mm, that was where weird was, to me. Where was Marshall in this list? Um, yeah, you can go not, look at it. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't, have, I, I didn't get enough time to. to that's a I'm lot sure of work, they, man. I'm sure they were probably next. Uh, you know, most they gotta be up there. Five. Right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, Alabama people are you know into their football their college football so might just extend that could explain some well, of it 
that was uh, one thing that uh, uh, there was a one comment on the post on Panther Talk because Ben posted this on Panther Talks where I saw it, and it was uh, our good bud John Weaver who said that, you know there were some glaring questions he had about it. One was how the hell are we tied with uh, the trash down south? But uh, one was uh, Syracuse was like ranked higher than Tennessee and Auburn as far as fan base, and. I, and I commented back. I'm like, uh, I was commenting back instead of actually researching all this kind of crap. Was uh, you know, state of New York has 19 million people. Tennessee and uh, Alabama are five, seven, something like that. Everybody in the state of New York is a Syracuse fan, even if they went to other another college. They're a Syracuse fan. Like, so that's probably why you have a higher fan base, right? And it's mostly it's Syracuse basketball, but you know, then if you ask somebody who they're football team is they're just going to go with the same basketball program so. i'm just i am pretty curious about how they came up with the number you know like what defines a fan i agree I saying agree. a new york times <laughs> study says i mean like what was what was theirs you know how did they figure it out <laughs> oh yeah i i agree and going through and looking at it it was weird stuff the numbers were crazy and like i think they listed us as having eight hundred thousand fans and i'm like really okay that's right. Eight hundred thousand fans. Pit, pit Panthers, right? Yeah, that with oh, the Pit Panthers, Panthers there. Right. The FIU <laughs> Panthers. Yeah. Is it just yeah. everyone who's ever graduated from Georgia State who's like still alive? <laughs> maybe, maybe way more. So. Than, maybe way more than eight hundred thousand at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hell, just with the just absorbing the Georgia Perimeter kids, we're right. graduating eight hundred thousand of them every every single year. I almost <laughs> an F. I almost an F bomb just now, so we're getting ready for last call. <laughs> All right, good. The bourbon's kicking in, huh? Move in. Yeah, it's found its way. I need I need more ice, or I can start doing it neat myself, or just. All right, you guys got anything else? I think we had a fun little rapport. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else. I'm excited that this is only 30 minutes. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to bed after this. I'm tired. No, no we're going to do uh, a last call that's going to be about three hours long. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> I got I got some stuff to talk about now. All right, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to do a last call where we are going to uh, do whatever we can to keep Ryan up as late as possible. And we're going to find out why he's so hungover. A drink. I mean, I don't, don't know what you it. want. I, <laughs> I got drunk last night. You were gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find Last Call on our Patreon page. It is free. Patreon.com slash State of Atlanta. Uh, it comes out on Friday mornings. If you are a Patreon member, you get it immediately. Uh, please consider joining. Three bucks a month helps pay for the cool microphones. And you get access to our private group chat. You get uh, discounts on our merchandise. And whatever else we can do for you guys. Try to do whatever we can to... Uh, thank our patron for helping uh, uh, support the program with that do you know anything else say goodbye guys goodbye guys Peace. that's it for us this week thank you for listening please follow us on twitter at state of atlanta or on facebook at facebook.com slash state of atlanta and if you enjoy what you're listening to please rate and review us on your podcast app thank you very much and go panthers